Churchpreneurs Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith related. Churchpreneurs' vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneurs hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and personal growth in Christ. Today, I want to talk about one of the most unreached people groups in America. One of the largest unreached people groups in the United States is the disability community. You might say to me, Richard, where do you get that? Over one-fifth of all Americans are affected by permanent disability. That's according to the most recent Census Bureau numbers in the United States. They're unreached, uh, I say, for several reasons. They're unreached. When we talk about unreached people groups, most people are talking about people who have never heard the gospel. Um, Thinking about the 1040 window where where the gospel has not uh, really... Uh, arrived at people for the very most for the most part when I talk about unreached I don't mean unreached in that sense where they've never heard the gospel or no have no Bible or have no church possibility of, of attending a church when I mean unreached I'm talking about um, uh, their unreachedness in the sense of isolation pain difficulty uh, to the degree of which people are affected by disability or ostracized in our culture Our daughter, Anna, has Down syndrome. I've had a lot of exposure and contact with the world of Down syndrome as a result. As I look back on my own life experiences, I see how God was preparing me for my life with Anna. I've been in youth ministry now for uh, over 20 years and in church ministry, missionary work, etc. And in every one of those ministries, there's been someone who was affected Uh, by disabilities, all sorts of disabilities from cerebral palsy, uh, autism, Down syndrome to, uh, yeah, you know, typical accident type uh, disabilities, the whole gamut. We've experienced it all in ministry. And God has been so kind and gracious to me to expose me to the world of disabilities. Before I was so graciously pulled into that deeper level with Anna. And I'll tell you about that real quick, just in a real quick testimony. I might take another podcast to just share a whole testimony. When Anna was about 10 months old, we started noticing strange things happening to her. She would lose control of her body, especially her arms and her legs and, and her head would kip over. Uh, We quickly called the doctor and got an EEG test, an electroencephalogram which shows um, uh, irregularities in brain activity. And this uh, test showed us that something was happening called hypsarrhythmia. Our neurologist gave us a diagnosis at that time of something called infantile spasms. We were totally devastated. Uh, Not only did our daughter uh, have Down syndrome, born with Down syndrome, which has its own difficulties, and um, we had to work through those things, Uh, But 10 months later, we find out this devastating uh, diagnosis of something called infantile spasms. It only appears in 
children uh, under two, so thus the term infantile spasms. It's a, it's a deadly seizure disorder. It can be deadly in some people, um, but funny enough, in people with Down syndrome, there's a higher, uh, a better prognosis. And so it was a difficult and tiring journey. Um, her being fully cleared of all seizures after about, uh, I think we fought with this and wrestled with this for nearly a year until she was around two. Um, her seizures would often most happen in the middle of the night. I or my wife would get up with her during her seizures and she would have sometimes seizure episodes of 40 to 50 in a row. Uh, if you can imagine a, a 10-month-old child in your arms, your own child, having 40 or 50 seizures. That's our story. And I remember one night, uh, it's been, boy, uh, many years ago now, maybe nearly 15 years ago now. I don't know. Sorry, my, my daughter's 13. I got to think about it here for a minute. <laughs> She's 13 now. So, yeah, uh, 12 little little less than 12 years ago I remember picking her up um, after she was having seizures she would cry at night and we could tell that she would um, uh, be having seizures and we go get her try to comfort her and I remember after man maybe 50 seizures I felt completely helpless and all I could do I, I had nothing else left in me I was so exhausted I felt so alone, felt so isolated with a daughter suffering right in front of my eyes, in my arms. All I could do was cry out through tears, Jesus, help me. Please, please help me. Now, I, I tell you that story uh, and, and kind of give you the, the background. <laughs> Jesus did help. He did show up. He did comfort. He did come. He didn't heal her right away, but he did come and he met me in the, in that moment. And it was, uh, I just wept. I just, it was a moment I will never forget for the rest of my life. The, the risen Lord Jesus came and ministered to my spirit and, and met me in that, in that deep, dark valley of the shadow of death. As Psalm 23 puts it, I tell you that story though, to give you just a glimpse into the life of the disability community. These people in this community struggle. They, they face struggles that are exhausting spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And that's just not, not to mention physically, the physical exhaustion. Um, I know uh, Johnny Erickson Tata, I don't know if you know her, but she has been in a wheelchair for nearly uh, over 50 years now. And she needs to be rolled, I believe it's two or three times in, over the night. And her husband has to wake up and roll her over. How you think about the physical exhaustion of that? You never get, you, in, in 50 years, she has never had a good night's sleep. Probably her husband as well. And, and this is just the par for the course for most people. I met uh, one time on a disability retreat, uh, Johnny and Friends uh, is a great, great ministry, and we've gone to their disability retreat for years. And I remember meeting a family 
and they had never been out of the house with their 21 year old i think i believe she had uh trisomy 11 or something like that uh, down syndrome is trisomy 21 where there's three chromosomes on the 21st strand and i believe that their daughter had trisomy 11 three chromosomes on the 11th strand and they had never been out of the house in 21 years i mean just just think about that the isolation so that's when i say that most people in the disability community are the most unreached people group that's what i'm getting at when we uh, as a family got in, engaged with uh, the disability community with Johnny and friends, it just opened our eyes. It blew us away. First of all, we said, wow, we don't have it so hard. And second, we just saw the endless demands of people's time, energy, emotions, mental capacity, and spiritual life. I've been in support group after support group with disability where people were completely overwhelmed. These families rarely have time to feed their own souls in substantial ways. I mean, most of the people that we met at those retreats, those Christian retreats were deeply committed Christian people and they were completely overwhelmed. These families, like I said, rarely have time to even feed their own souls, much less to think about church life and and most of the folks that we met there were deeply committed christians and some still struggled uh, to to make it to church or to do whatever it was to be able to be involved in christian worship and church life so yeah we me myself and my family we are deeply committed to the lord daily we're deeply committed to the church especially in corporate worship but practically how does that work out when my family attended the family retreat for the first time five years ago this re renewal and rejuvenation happened for us when we drove into the camp they had signs and posters out you know they had had signs oh Anna's here and so they knew our name and had posters out and say yo Anna and the Moore family are finally here it was very disarming. We just had to pull aside to the, to the side of the road and just weep because nobody celebrates families with disabilities. We were being celebrated for the very first time. Now we were celebrated in our little corner and our family, our family was super, super supportive of us. But most people are not celebrated. We were able to have complete respite and rejuvenation in this setting at Johnny and Friends Family Retreat. They had corporate worship with like-minded people in the disability community. We also had the opportunity to be blessed by those facing the same struggles. They have a short-term missionary. Each, each child in your family has one short-term missionary assigned to your child. And it was incredible. My wife and I for the first time in those years, I had the chance to talk to each other, to sit face to face, to have a coffee together and just be with each other. We were able to talk about hard things. We were able to talk about goals for our family without interruption. We even, if you can imagine this, went on a date. At that retreat, I remember uh, maybe the second or third year, we met a family and sat with a, a couple in that date night who had never been on a date 
in 15 years. In our involvement with Johnny and Friends ministry over the years, I've met so many people who have been neglected by their own church. I, was, I sat on a panel one time with a single mother who had a 21-year-old daughter with cerebral palsy. Um, as, soon as, as soon as her child was born, her husband left her. This is actually sadly a common occurrence in uh, the divorce rates, seeing that the divorce rates are as high as 85% um, for those people who are affected by disability. Most men, and I'm afraid to say this, most men can't handle the shame. They, they abandon the family and, and, and or leave. And so uh, it was interesting. Her story was incredible. She would often seek out other people to connect with in her church, but nothing materialized. She had this daughter, cerebral palsy, sitting in a wheelchair. And one day uh, she recounted a story as her pastor preached on the passage in Luke uh, Luke 14, 12 through 14, if you want to check it out, where Jesus says to invite the poor and disabled into your homes, the people who can't repay you. Um, he, uh, Jesus said also to the man who had invited him, when you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and then you would be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. That's in Luke 14, 12 through 14. Her pastor preached a sermon on this passage, and as she tells the story, um, as I remember in this um, panel that I was on, she became so excited when she heard the passage in her pastor's teaching, and she thought to herself, this is finally the day. Now someone will invite us over, she thought. So she went out into the foyer and rolled her wheelchair right out into the front, turned it around, parked it right in the front so people could walk by her and see her. And the people filed right on by. Not one single invitation was extended to her, this very tired single mother. And this is unfortunately all too familiar a scene for many of the disability community. As we partner with Johnny and Friends, however, we can make it more of a priority to serve families in our community affected by disability. And we can learn the best ways to meet their needs. For my family, the, re the retreat was so crucial. One of our staff members came to me the first year we went and said, Richard, we are going to send you and your family to the Johnny and Friends retreat. We want you to go. We're going to make you go. And I reluctantly went, honestly. I said, oh, we don't need that. Thanks, but, you know, ah, yeah, I don't, it's not our thing or whatever. She made us go. She said, you're going. We're sending you. We're going to pay for the way. And it was life-changing. It was so important for us as a family. And I tell you, over the years my heart has grown for the most unreached, unevangelized, hurting, and isolated people group in the country. Let us with fresh vision obey the words of Jesus. Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind into your churches, into your communities, into your home, Christian. When you go to church this Sunday, have eyes to see. Look who's hurting. 
go approach them and let them know, please, can I invite you to lunch sometime? Can I invite you to our home? When would be a good time? Is now a good time? Prepare on Sunday to have someone over. Be ready for that. And you will be blessed. I tell you, church member, you will be blessed by the people you invite. Now, some churches have a disability ministry, and that's incredible. Bethlehem Baptist Church uh, in, in Minnesota is one of the leaders in this. Uh, check out their information. Check out Johnny and Friends. They help and empower churches in reaching these folks. I'll tell you this. Me, as a youth pastor, as a minister of the gospel for the 20 or more years, sometimes I don't want to go to church. And I'll tell you, I'll explain why. Do I want to go to church again, to a new facility, to a new building, and explain someone, another worker, how my daughter is, what my daughter has? Do I want to explain to someone else that Anna has Down syndrome and does this and does that and has a diaper and why she wears a diaper still and why she acts different and what, what autism is? She's on the autism spectrum as well. And explain her story again to someone else. It's not that I'm not committed to the church. I am completely committed. Don't get me wrong. Know my story. I am committed to the church of Jesus Christ. But a lot of churches don't have this in their purview. It's not in their thinking. And so it's very difficult for families affected by disability to want to step out. If me, a, a committed pastor, preacher, youth pastor, missionary, have a hard time, man, again, to go to a new church or to go to us to visit and to explain our daughter, what is the normal, typical Christian with a child with cerebral palsy feeling when they go to church? Oh, again, I don't know if I want to explain my daughter or my son or my child to another church, to another person in the, in the children's ministry. I don't want to have to, uh, and I'll tell you for, for me and my wife, we visited, a, we were going to a church for about the last two years and we never worshiped together. My daughter could not be alone um, in the children's ministry. So I would either take her or my wife would take her. And for the last two years, my wife and I never worshiped together. Now we're attending a church where it's a little bit easier. The children's ministry is a little bit more uh, accepting. And, and most of the time, actually, our daughter sits with us in the normal adult service. And that's fine. That's great. And we, we really are happy where we're at. But that's what's going through people's minds of, of families affected by disability. That's what's going through parents' minds. What am I going to do with my child? Who's going to be able to take them even out of my hands that I can sit there for an hour and and hear preaching and and be in the worship service church staff church pastors please listen to this listen to my heart I believe in the church but the church has to also make accommodations not just make accommodations have a heart for this see people with disability Open your building, your facility, your hearts up to people with disability. Smile at them. Receive them. Greet them. 
see people with disability, pastor, go down to one knee and look people in the eye who are in wheelchairs. Youth pastor, receive that boy with Down syndrome. Look him in the eye. Talk to him as a real person. Talk to the parents. Be understanding. Church staff member, maybe you're an associate pastor. Think about this. Pray about this. Bring it to your staff meetings. Approach your other staff about the possibility of a disability ministry. There are some wonderful churches out there doing it. Johnny and Friends is a great place to start. Johnnyandfriends.org is the uh, is their official website. Johnnyandfriends.org and they have family retreats. They have church relations under there. And then they also have an incredible um, ministry. It's the Christian Institute on Disability. Please, please, pastor, church leader, staff member, elders, check these resources out so that you can be better equipped to reach the most unreached people group in America and probably in the Western world. 10 to 12% of, the, of, the, of Americans are affected by permanent disability. Please don't miss these people. Don't overlook them. God will bless your church so richly, you can't even imagine, by having and ministering to those affected by disability. I just urge you, pastor, reach out to the least of these and you'll be blessed. Invite the crippled, the lame, the poor, the blind into your church and you will be blessed. You will be rewarded at the resurrection of the righteous. Thanks for listening to the Churchpreneurs Podcast. You can find out more information at my website, richardpmore.net. And I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. You can also follow me on Twitter if you're a Twitter head. My Twitter handle is at richardpmore23. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas for a podcast, please reach out on any of these platforms. God bless you. Until next time, take care.